Welcome, as always, everyone, to the Work Matters podcast, where we discuss what matters at work and how to make it better. I'm Robert Richardson, here with Dr. Steve Hunt. Steve, what matters at work today? References matter, Robert. Remember that when you like apply for a job or something and they ask, you know, list three references. Do you remember that experience, particularly when you were younger? Oh my gosh, yes. Especially when I was younger. That was my first experience with it. I remember asking my buddies for references and wondering how in the world they were going to be qualified to give them. Yeah, I had the same thing. I look at this, I'm like, references, how to get references, you know, do I ask my mom? I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was such a challenge. And the thing is, with references, that these things do come out through your entire career. And I think sometimes they come up in ways we don't realize. And I'm really excited today because we're going to have Arnim Vaz, who is the CEO of FirstBird, who is just focused on this really specific topic of references. You know, Arnim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So we always start with the same question. Why does this topic of references matter so much to you? So very early on, I, I fell in love with recruiting as a larger topic. I felt it is a wonderful way to spend my career to connect people to their jobs. And so I chose a career in recruiting. And I got more and more frustrated how recruiting actually works. One of my last roles, uh, my goal was to implement a referral program. Let's use our employees, ask them for referrals, and let's give them money for that. So we just wrote everyone in the company, give us referrals, uh, you'll get 2000 bucks for it. And we just leaned back and waited for the referrals to fly in. And half a year later, the program was dead. This brought me to the whole journey to really dive deep into the whole topic of references and referrals and to really find the magic in it, really enable organizations and candidates to use references to find jobs and find a better career. So you made the, the difference between references and a referral. Maybe you can clarify that. What is the difference between a reference and a referral? Yes, yeah, so I would a reference is it's an employer asking you in some step of the of the recruiting process for a reference. So for someone to speak up for you. And usually this is a bit used as some kind of a background check or at the very end that everything you said is kind of true. Then we have the referral, which is someone really bringing you as a potential candidate to their employer proactively saying, hey, Stephen or Robert, Robert these are two guys I would love to refer for, for this position. How important are these things? I think you know, generally we, we are bombarded with marketing nowadays, right? And I would say we all stopped believing in marketing to a large extent. And this is why we let ourselves be guided through our life by references in all our aspects of life. If we buy a book uh, on Amazon, we look for the references. If we're looking for a hotel, we ask friends. If we want to go out on a weekend looking for a restaurant, we ask friends. We base a lot of our decisions on references and finding a new job or finding a new team member is an extremely important decision for everyone. So a reference makes a lot of sense. Because in the end, the reference is an important currency because it's trust. It gives us trust in our decisions. I never thought about it the way that you're talking about it, but it's right. When you go on you know, the internet and you look up products, you look at all the references because that's kind of where you think you're going to get the truth. That's a really great point. Yeah, if you have problems selecting between the 100 different USB cables, you just go with the one with the five points, even if it's a bit more expensive. I think this is something if you apply for a job, if you're the one with the great references, you might get a higher salary and get high. So Artem, how are references used then in employment? 
Well, we see a lot of different use cases. And I think that they depend a lot on industries and regions. In the US, we see it often as kind of an integral part of resumes. So you kind of expect on a resume to see various references. Europe, you rather use at the very end of the recruiting process. So you ask the candidate, now give us three references we can call and ask everything we asked you to kind of verify what you told us. And if we talk about industries, I think it's sometimes extremely formalized. We need three references from you now, and sometimes extremely informalized. And often, very often, it's just absolutely neglected. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I always found that awkward, right? You know, this concept that in the initial employment application, you're being asked for references right out of the gate. How common is that? And is that waxing or waning in the industry today? See totally different business practices here. But what we see is that it's definitely increasing, but rather as not asking preliminary to provide them and then not use them, but really in one part of the process. Maybe I have some questions exactly about these three years, and I want to talk about three people uh, that you work with in these three years to really have a deep dive into this experience because this matters most to us. I think this this is coming more and more. So it's really getting used as as deep dive into certain parts of a resume rather than these, okay, there's three people that say it's a good, it's an okay guy. <laughs> I think that's an interesting thing. It kind of gets back to you. So there's like referral and reference and they kind of overlap a little bit. When you think about it, there is one, the referral, which is before you've even applied or maybe you have applied, the person said, look at this person, this candidate. And we've talked about that in terms of like the importance of building relationships, Robert, and some of the other podcasts we've done. But the other, but then there's during the application process, there sometimes companies use the referral as a formal evaluation. So when we look at that part of it, where you know you may be asking a job, all right, we like you. It's kind of like a background check, but how do you get ready for that when somebody has that question? So you don't have the experience I had as a 17-year-old where I'm like, I don't have any references. <laughs> how do you get ready for that question? Yeah, I think it's a very good question. And even on, on from, an, from a candidate perspective, this topic is usually neglected until the point you're asked to provide one. And my strong suggestion to everyone would be to really build up this set of references during every step you do in your career. And even if you're starting as a waiter during university, this can be a great reference. You know, it, There are other people that can tell your future employer that you're trustworthy and, and you're a great guy to work with. And this trust is something that any reference can build. So I think on every little step on your way, you should really consider early on who could be a reference in the future and, and already kind of, as I said, build this, this card deck of references for the future. It's interesting when you talk about that building and kind of building that up over time. So you have that. When you look at who should be these references, because it seems like in your example, they might fall into two areas. One is like a technical reference, like this person knows technical things. But the other thing you talked about is this is just a person who's good to work with, more of a, a personal reference when you're trying to build a reference library if you will what is it that you should be looking at i mean if you kind of imagine somebody saying okay i want to get this list of names and these are the characteristics they should have Do, can you provide that guidance of course something that never hurts is having your your manager as a reference i think this is still the most trusted reference from a future employer i would not say it's the best reference to get because i still believe that Team members, people you actually work with, make fantastic references. 
and probably much more authentic references. Therefore, I would argue you should build both. Don't just build your managers as reference lists, but build people you worked with, you had great projects with, who can really authentically tell other people how you are at work. Because as we all know, a manager might not always be able to really describe how your day-to-day work was. That's good. You know, I've seen other ones too, where um, customers, I guess anyone that relied on you for something, as you're talking about that, because I'm thinking of references I've seen, I've seen as a consultant to talk about not who they work for, but who they supported in customer references. And even what about direct reports? I've seen that too. If you are a leader, have you ever seen that? Like to have your direct reports be a reference? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it is something that I very specifically ask for if we hire managers. I want to know the most important feedback for me is people that have worked for this uh, person because that's great feedback you receive. And that's usually something you forget in the hiring process. You just assess them how they are in the street, strategic management level, but it's extremely hard to assess them how they really develop the team. I believe it's an extremely important reference point. So we've talked a little bit about what makes a good reference. Arnim, what would make a bad reference? Who should you not ask? <laughs> I just What, I what just about have... Steve's mother? Is Steve's yes, mother I, a good I, reference? Exactly. Uh, hey, I don't don't well, speak well, ill of my mom here. Okay. Yeah, careful now. Careful. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that relatives is always a very critical part for, for references or referrals. So if your father is trying to get you a job, it might not just be positive. <laughs> so that's definitely a very important point, especially when you think about referrals. So who is presenting you at your future employer? This is where it becomes extremely important to, to select the right entry point, because it, it really depends how this person is viewed in the organization. If they have a great standing, perfect door for you to enter the company. If they have a bad standing at the moment, they might probably not help. I think we keep thinking back to really young people, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, because I think they're they're the ones who struggle the most with this because in a lot of ways, most of the people you know in those years are bad references to give an employer. So I wonder if, you know, in that case, if you just have to think ultra creative, you know, and, and maybe it's a teacher who you had a great relationship with and and who saw some of your good work, who would be other people that somebody who just hasn't had a lot of work experience to have people speak well on their behalf? Who should they select? I love the idea, Robert. I mean, imagine you're one of 100 applicants and you're the one that has has references from their teacher and their football coach. Yeah, I think that, that makes you stand out of the crowd. I think that's good. Anything that makes you stand out and, and people that will be respected by the person who's looking at it saying, yeah, this is a person whose opinion I value. How would you approach it if somebody is saying, okay, I'm leaving my current job, but I'm not necessarily leaving in the best of circumstances. Where should they look for references? Should they still try to get a manager reference or is that too risky? Well, I I would definitely try to avoid them as a proactive reference, but I might come to a point where the future employer wants to talk to exactly this person. So they asked me, I want to talk to your manager in this role because this role matters most to us. And then, then you need to be able to provide as reference. And this can be critical, definitely. Uh, it can be a showstopper. But what I would usually suggest, I mean, it depends on how bad the terms were you land, but just call this person, tell them, hey, I know these were our issues, but I'm applying for this job. And I would appreciate if you could just very authentically tell them, okay, that these are the things I, I did well. No one should lie for you in a reference. Everyone will realize, but there are always good parts you can you can highlight. The best references I received in my life 
they told me the, the negative aspects of a candidate as well, but how they dealt with it and how they developed further. And these were extremely authentic references that helped us a lot. That's a, that's a really interesting point um, that, you know, part of an, a good reference is an authentic reference is not just sort of like glowing generalities, which gets on sort of the next question. What should you ask a person to say, or is it even appropriate to ask a person, this is what I'd like you to say about me? I, I would do it differently. I would specifically tell them what I'm applying for, what I think are the critical parts of this role and the, the important skills I believe they're looking for. You know, usually after telling you, someone will know what to say and, and what to highlight about these skills. Calling someone, telling, please just give them <laughs> a glowing reference. They will do as anyways they want to, and they won't do it if they don't. So. Well, yeah, it sort of gets to that topic that, you know, it's always the elephant in the room. Nobody provides bad references. Actually, it's probably not true. People probably accidentally, as we're discovering here, provide bad references all the time. But that's a common refrain that you hear in the recruiting industry. How valuable are references really because who is going to go out of their way to provide a bad reference? That's absolutely true. And I think it, it really depends on how you ask questions. So if you ask for a written reference, you always will just get a very positive one. Mm. No one will write something bad. But if you are on a call with someone, if you have a trustworthy conversation with someone, I think there are certain ways how you can ask for things. Which are the skills you still think this person has to develop in this role? You don't just have to ask for things that this person is bad at. <laughs> I wanted to ask about the written reference, because you say there are written references. Is there value in having written references? Again, because I think one of the challenges, particularly if you're a person that is applying for a lot of jobs, reaching out and asking somebody to take a personal reference is one situation, but sometimes it's more like, well, I just want to have these references that maybe I send in with my application or something. How could you leverage written references, or is it even worth doing? I would say it's absolutely worth doing. Again, it's something that sets you apart. If in your resume or your cover letter or on your LinkedIn profile, you have uh, other people talking positive about you, it's, it's something extremely valuable. Is it the most trusted reference? No. I would think particularly if you could get some name that impresses people or some title that they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. If you have this great person talking about you, it makes you stand out. You know, I find that pretty interesting, you know, this concept of the written reference, because it is, it sort of harkens back to the college applications in a way. And I remember, you know, in my college years, reading validity studies of references and how well they really predicted performance. Steve, I'm just curious, being a person who keeps up on, on the literature here, what is the relevance? What is the validity? Does it work? I guess I could answer statistically, there were studies that were done on that. What they found is that structured references, it's just like structured interviews. If you follow as a recruiter, a structured process for doing references, they tend to be a lot more valid. But I think that is a good question, Arn. I'm going back to you on the candidate side. It, it, okay, imagine we've got people listening right now and somebody's in a job right now. And they're like, first question, could you fill out three references? And they'd be like, ah, I can't. Okay, what should you do right now so that you can answer yes to that question? And I would differentiate a bit between a referral and a reference. I think for getting someone to refer you in the company you want to work for, it's much more difficult. And this is probably something that has a lot to do with networking. You need to know these people that make a referral for you. References is a little bit of a different game. And this is why I love references so much. It's not about networking. You don't have to be this expert person. It's just mainly about being a great team player because you get references if you 
behave like a human being at work. <laughs> then people love to talk about it. They love to help you. They speak positively about you. If if you're the one who sells his grandmother just to be successful and to make a career and to get everyone out of their way, they will have a much harder time getting references. And it equalizes a little bit this, that even as an introvert, you'll have people speak up for you. And this is why I believe references are such a great tool. I think people are anxious to ask about references, but in reality, people... They like to help other people if they know the person and if they're a person that you're positively disposed to. And if you can't think of anyone that likes you, well, that's probably another Work Matters episode, Robert. Well, it also brings up a topic too. Today, this is especially true. We'll see how the market changes over the years. But right now, you know, employers are having a really hard time hiring people with the skills that they need. And so you're seeing a lot of employers sort of back off a little bit on the requirement to have X number of years of experience, you know, in a specific domain with a specific set of skills. And they are starting to look at you as a person and how resilient are you? How willing to learn are you? And Arnim, if I'm hearing right, you know, it's almost worth thinking through references that could talk on both of those topics. So someone who can talk about, you know, your, your skill sets, but also someone who can talk about who you are and you know, and how hard you'll work and your willingness to learn in those things. I absolutely agree. I hope that we'll, we'll go down that road in recruiting, that we look more at the human and not on their CVs. And I would say that some of the best hires we made are hires I would have never done just looking at the CV of the person. I made them because someone told me this is just a great human being and you should definitely hire this person. They never made, I don't know, software sales before, <laughs> but they're just great and they were right. This is, I think, where, where references can help us in this current chaos in recruiting, where we don't know how can we find this needle at the moment. It's 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 extremely difficult. So yes, I totally agree with you. I was going to say, it's really yeah. good. I like this thought, and Robert, you sort of brought up in, on this. And I think on that, looking for references, we'll talk about your commitment, willingness to learn, adaptability, and focus on that. Because often if you're hiring people, you want to hire people that can learn, not necessarily what they already know. The last question that we have is, we've been talking a lot about how to go out and get references. What if you are asked to give a reference? What is the right way to respond to that? And what is the right way to, to give a good reference? It brings you into a difficult situation because, I mean, here we, we are with trust that I mentioned before, and you are trusted by someone else, and you really need to decide very well if you use this trust to give this reference. Be very well aware of it. So I would really question yourself, can you really be a positive reference for this person? If you can't, don't be a reference. And if you decide to be a reference, I would always suggest to try to get as many facts and arguments as possible. You know, the, the worst reference is, this is just a nice guy I know from the sports club. Mm -hmm. The best reference is when you can really provide all the facts and arguments why this is the best person for this specific job. So ideally, if, if this person really matters to you, you should have a conversation with this person beforehand and really dive into these facts and arguments because then it really becomes a powerful reference. Well, I think one thing you mentioned too, if you're not willing to give a good reference, don't give a reference. I have seen, and I'm curious, Arnie, if you've seen this, when you give a bad reference, it's so weird that that hurts your own reputation. It is. It does not paint you as a person anyone likes to throw no. somebody else under the bus. No. <laughs> no, exactly true. 
exactly true. This is what it makes it so difficult to get authentic references. So don't don't give don't give bad references. I think it is very fair to be open and transparent in a reference to so say, okay, this is what this person can do extremely well. And this is what I believe this person cannot do very well. This is still okay to say. Uh, but as I said, it's throwing someone on the bus is totally different. And before you do that, just shut up. <laughs> Let's pause on that for one second, because, you know, that is a real industry challenge that managers face on a regular basis. You know, it's sort of the legalistic side of, of serving as a reference and the nervousness, right, that your company could be sued if you were to say the wrong thing. And so there are many managers out there who are pretty reluctant to give a reference because they're, they're afraid of messing up and, you know, that person isn't hired. Next thing you know, you're, you're getting sued. So can you talk about that issue a bit? Yes, I can, because that's why I think the most valuable references are former teammates or direct reports, because they don't have all these fears and legal limitations around them. They will give you a very open reference. Whereas, yeah, managers have become extremely cautious about what they say. And so it really becomes, yeah, this person worked three years for us and it was awesome and can't say more. So that's... That's something you read from the city already. That's, that's good. And you're, as you point to, often managers don't have as much experience working with employees and the teammates and other people will or customers and, and can tell the stories that I think people remember. This has been a fascinating conversation, Arne. Thinking of those people out there that are trying to get to the next stage in their career and the role references it can play, just some general thoughts that you have in closing? Yes, absolutely. I, I believe that references are often used in, in higher paid jobs uh, for university graduates on LinkedIn, you know, references are big. Everyone should, should make use of this powerful tool. And you don't have to be in a high paid software development job to use reference. As I said before, if you're looking for your next job as a waiter, a reference is enormously powerful. So use it in any in any position, in any role, it, it can have a massive impact. I think that's good. I've even seen people have resumes that start with quotes from other people, what other people said about them. You've embedded into your resume. Wow. Well, thanks, Arneem. This was really fantastic. Thanks so much for appearing on Work Matters. Um, we'll definitely give you a good reference. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Wow, Robert, that was... Uh, that was fascinating. You know, it's like I love about this show is I love it when we talk to these people that have really thought about one specific area in such depth and Arnie's sort of observations and thoughts about references. And particularly, I love the analogy to like how we use online shopping reference. He goes, it's the same way in recruiting. It's a way to differentiate yourself. It's not just a hurdle. I thought that was really, really fascinating. What were some of the things that you took away from it? Yeah, I think one of the things I said earlier in the podcast, you know, I always found it a little bit awkward when, you know, someone was asked for a reference right up front, for instance, in an employment application. But in fact, I don't know, Arna may have changed my perspective on this because it's it's neat to think that you could use references actually as a differentiator, you know, maybe even to help yourself get in the door. Yeah, it is. And it is a different way of thinking about them. And also the pre-planning, which is... You know, if you meet somebody that you have a good experience with, stay in touch with them on LinkedIn and maybe so you can contact them back when you need a reference and just a little bit of maintaining that relationship, which might get you a referral too. The other thing that really struck me too was team members being the best. Mm -hmm. I think everybody immediately wants to use a manager and, and sometimes for either legal reasons or maybe the reason you departed, that may not be the best choice. And so team members being a good reference was just really solid advice. Somebody who can speak to your character mm -hmm. as well as your skills, I thought was really important. I don't know, anything else on your side? 
I just feel like I need to go out and start building up references. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show for today, everybody. Thanks to our guest, Arnim Valls, for joining us. Thanks to our Chief Sanity Officer, Morgan Garner. To our editor, Robbie Echeverria. Apologize, Robbie. I'm never going to be able to roll those Spanish R's. Thanks to the Open SAP team for supporting this and so much other educational programming for professionals. If you have enjoyed this podcast, we hope to have earned a new subscriber and perhaps a quick rating wherever you listen. We'll be sure to get you more information in our show notes. So if you're looking for more from Arnim Balls, myself, Robert Richardson, or the ever prolific Dr. Steve Hunt, please look no further than our show notes. We look forward to seeing you on the next podcast because what matters? Well, today, references matter. Work matters. Thanks for joining us on the Work Matters Podcast.